I'm Tom Whalen. I'm Jay Day. Of Jay Day and the Day home team of real estate teams with our weekly real estate podcast. Probably around 258 podcasts we have done here Woo. in the studio, Jay. That's that's a lot. We have watched the real estate market over the years and everything that it has done and all the craziness of this past year. That's why we do these podcasts. Here we are, dog days of summer coming into the holidays. Does anybody call about schools anymore? You know, all the old rules seem to have gone just the, by the way of the dodo bird. We we really haven't had that. And the the wild thing is, you know, Frederick County schools are starting. I mean, it's, I know, I know, it's, it, it's way too early. I mean, I, I I'm a little bothered by how quick they're going into school. I'm not saying that we had it better, but when I was in school, we never had to worry about going after Memorial Day. Oh, or or uh, no, after Labor Day or before Memorial Day. Yeah, we no, had, it we had was a three month summer break. Yeah, this is. I mean. I feel bad for our little one because I'm like, this is horrible. Like going, going back go, to school in August. Yeah, they go to June 16th, something like this. Yeah, go back in the middle of August. Yeah, I'm like, what kind of fun is that? You know, I don't know. I don't know how you can even get in a little league season. But well, um, well and even think about it. What I thought was, and last year, you know, they had this hybrid thing, and the kids weren't even going to school a full day, so they can cut their days back, but they're going to make them go to school longer. Like, come on, just have a normal day of school have a summer yeah make summer what it was not a two-week break yeah it's, <laughs> but it is funny though because we have not seen the influx of stuff with people trying to get in before school and i think it's because you know i think people are just still uneasy and don't know what's really no, happening. they don't know what's going on and like you say school's really weird people are going to school going to college online i mean it's just not the yeah. same as it always has been yeah and you know in frederick county the people had a choice of going in person Wearing mask inside, I think, is now required. I try trying to keep up on all this stuff is crazy. Or you can do it at home if you don't want to go to uh, to in person. And I don't know what the percentages are. It'll be interesting to see. You know, is it forty percent staying home or sixty percent going in, fifty percent, fifty fifty? I don't know what it is. Um, but supposedly the hours are going to be back to normal this year, which is good because last year when they did everything. Uh, you know, I always felt bad for the people that had, and I say regular jobs because in real estate we can work from home. We you don't have to be in the office. It's it's a different way to be able to work. But if you're a waitress, if you work retail, I don't know how these people were able to do that and be able to be home for their kids getting off the bus at one o'clock. No, impossible. It was hard it, enough, and, and the way we did it, I can't imagine doing it now, Jay. Honestly. Oh, yeah. oh yeah. It's and and you know and and the thing is, people still don't know what's going to happen. I mean, it's a. You know, New York has changed some rules. Like everywhere, it's like the, I guess I would say it's the Wild West, and we just don't know what to expect. So, what is the trend right now in the real estate industry? I mean, at this time of the year, it used to be look, we want to keep somebody in school for a year, or we want to move right now because they're out of school. Uh, what's going on? Yeah, I mean, when we look year over year, we're still down historically of how many homes are on the market. We still have a limited inventory. Um, it's starting to, you know, level out a little bit in some of the counties, but it's still, for the most part, if we talk in general, in general, it's still a seller's market. Um, and that's interesting because, you know, one of the things I want to talk about today is, and, and we're seeing this, and I got some statistics on it, is from a buyer perspective, one of the, and we talk about being a buyer right now is a little rough, but we didn't really pin down and talk about the details of what types of buyers are struggling even more. And, you know, as we're seeing, you know, 
the the troops and you know leave Afghanistan to different places, you know, are veterans. So our veterans use VA financing. And if you think it's hard getting a house right now just being a buyer, there is a hierarchy of how things are getting accepted because you have people that do conventional financing, uh, VA financing, FHA financing, USDA, all of these different things. And the veterans are really, really struggling. I have heard that people that in one of the low ends is a VA loan. Yeah, I mean it's because it's you know most of them are zero percent down, and the the VA requires certain things can't be waived where conventional people can. And you know so some of the stuff that I saw, and this is according to the National Association of Realtors, conventional conforming mortgages. Uh, were accounted for 74% of the mortgages obtained by home buyers in May of 2021. That was an increase from 65% during 2018 through 2019. Um, the share of VA loans has decreased by 7% in May um, from about 10% in past years. So we're, we're seeing that that's really happening. I mean, it's such a small percentage. When you look at VA loans for all the financing that's out there, um, it's 7% of, of all the financing that's there, according to Ellie May. And, you know, conventional is 79%. Um, looks like FHA is 11 and other financing 3%. What is the difference as a layperson from conventional and then a VA loan? Why would somebody... Why would somebody hesitate on a VA loan? So VA loans, for example, you have to have a pest inspection, and the seller has to pay for that. The VA is going to send in an appraiser, and they're going to be a little tougher on the appraisal because the 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 bank is well, the VA is taking a hundred percent of the liability because the veteran may not be putting any money down. So they're going to be a little tougher on the appraised value because they're looking at it and saying, okay, if this person defaults. They have nothing to lose except their house. They didn't put any money into it. Where conventional, let's say the person's putting 10% down. So let's say, that is it going to be easier for a person to walk away from a house where they put zero in or a house that somebody put $50,000 in? And common sense is if you've got $50,000 in something, you're going to have a harder time walking away from it. It's no different than the lesson that I learned with my kids was when I bought them a pair of shoes, they would get destroyed. When I made them buy their shoes... They were treated very differently. Nice analogy. I mean, it really is. It's oh, same they, thing. Buy a car, trashed. Yep. Make them buy a car, and, it, and they baby it. Oh, yeah. It's a total different thing. Now, as we're starting to see the market shift a little bit, we are starting to see some of these some of these being accepted. But, you know, if you're a VA or um, FHA buyer, it just so you know, it's not always about, you know, waiving the inspections or... There's a whole bunch of different contingencies and things that you can waive that you can't waive, but you know, position yourself. Try and find out what's more important to the seller because maybe the seller is would rather be able to stay in the house for 30 days and not pay anything, and the person coming in conventional is not willing to do that. So if they were going to pay your mortgage and let's say your mortgage was three thousand dollars, that's a three thousand positive net to them if they can stay in the house at no extra cost. So the important thing is, you know, if you're doing VA or FHA financing, now's not the time to give up or just stop. But you definitely want to make sure you have an agent that's going to help you understand the, you know, how can you negotiate on other terms that may make you look a little better. Um, 
the same thing. I mean, we actually had a VA buyer that bought a home here in Frederick County. It was over a million dollars. And um, we basically found out that the person was in the military that was selling the house, too. And some people, if they see their military and they see it's a VA loan, they may decide to work with somebody who is also a veteran. Um, we've that, we've definitely seen that. That and, makes sense. And, and we've seen other times where people are like, it doesn't matter to me. I just need the most amount of money. I mean, it, everybody is different. That's why you call J-Day and the Day Home Team of Real Estate Teams with these questions, because I'm a lay person all the way, and you got to trust somebody, I trust Jay. Yeah, that, and I mean, if you're a buyer and you've still been on the fence and thinking, the other thing that we've really been trying to show our clients of, you know, because a lot of people are saying, you know, should I wait? If I wait, is it going to be better? Well, one, right now, rental the rental market is just as insane, um, except the rental market, you're not getting the advantage of these low interest rates, but the rents are going up like crazy. So with the interest rates being so low, your mortgage payment is typically going to be less than what your rent payment would be. So you look at it in that perspective, and the other part we've been telling people is, you know, yeah, we're at the height of the market. Yeah, homes are a lot more expensive than they ever been than they have ever been, but if you just go on, and you can go on to our website, dayhometeam.com, or go on to any site and do a mortgage calculator. And when you go into the mortgage calculator, go in there and put $500,000 for a sales price. Put that You're putting 5% down. And then, for example, put the rate as 3%. And then I want you to do the rate at 5%. And you're going to look at the difference in the payment. And, I mean, you could even take the sales price down and make it 475 or something. Say there's some depreciation that happens, but the interest rates go up. It's shocking when we do this with our clients because they see, oh my gosh, even if prices drop 25, 30,000, but the interest rates go up 2%, which 5% is still not an unrealistic you know, number to be at. You're going to be paying not more sales price for the house, but your monthly payment is going to be more by waiting. Quality even of if life. It, yeah. And when you're buying a house, the biggest thing that people think of is once a month, you're going online or you're writing your check, and are you happy or are you not happy when you're writing your check? <laughs> yeah, those are great questions, Jay. You know, so does it make sense to say, hey, you know, to me, my philosophy is, okay, let's say that I bought the house today and it was 500000 but my payment is $2,500. Okay, so my payment is $2,500. But you know, then you've got your other friend who said, I'm not going to buy in this market. It's insane. I'm going to wait. And then they buy the same house three years later for $475. So they save $25,000 in theory, right? But the interest rate is now 5%, and their payment is $3,100. So, and then you look at the amortization schedule and what they're paying in interest on that. They're losing money. What do you mean? Well, amateurization schedule. So when you're looking at your your mortgage payment, and you're looking at how much money is going into paying interest, um, your so your interest rate before was three percent, now it's five. So you know, yes, you save twenty five thousand dollars off the top, but when you look at the amortization table of how much you're paying over the thirty years of that loan, or let's say you only stay there ten years you're not paying down that principal as quickly and you're paying 2% higher on interest. Your 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 net is much worse than $25,000. So, you really have to look at it that way and say, you know, I need to get over that that dollar figure. Before we used to tell a seller, sometimes sellers would be stuck, I'm going to sell my house for 500,000 and we're like, 
what is what that number that has that you know because what matters when you're selling a house is how much money are you making what the sales price is doesn't matter it's how much are you netting at the end with the with a buyer is how much are you paying every month and then how much are you paying over the course of that loan so these are things that we try to talk to people about and and if somebody says hey you know what I'm thinking I'm only going to be in my house for three years. I'm going to need to sell it. Well, then the sales price may make more sense to have that lower number. But a lot of people don't think of it as, what is my payment going to be? And what am I paying over the life of that loan by allowing the sale price to come down, but my interest rate going up? So it's just a different avenue of looking at it. And it's, I mean, it's, it's reality because, you know, we, you know, Christine and I just recently did our refi and took our mortgage down to 15 years. We were paying more on principal, but when we did the math and we looked at the amortization table, just going from a 20-year to a 15, we're saving 80 some thousand dollars in interest. Um, and if we would have, and that was with us paying, you know, our payment went up, but we were paying that on top of principal before. And when we did the math, it still was a net of 80 some thousand dollars to do the refi and to make it a 15-year payment uh, with a little bit of a lower interest rate. So as a layperson. That's why you need to call Jay and his team, because you may think you've got it researched. You may think you have the numbers together. But then when you consult Jay or the day home team, you very well are probably going to go, oh, I wasn't aware of that. Yeah. I'm glad I called Jay. Yeah. And what we tell people, too, I mean, in this in the, in this times we're in now where you don't know what's going on, you know, and you can borrow money super cheap. So let's say your interest rate's 3% or 2.85%. Does it make sense to put all of your money that you had cash down, or does it make sense to do the financing on that? You're not going to finance the whole thing, but maybe you go and you put your money into things where they're turning 10% dividends, and and you're making money off of your money instead of just not having a mortgage payment. So we have lots of conversations with our clients. It's not just about selling a house. It's about what are their goals? What are their plans? Do we need to put them in touch with a financial planner or do they have one already and we can talk with them and talk with their planner together to make sure we're getting them set up to do the thing that makes the most sense for them? Um, and it's all going to be based on what their game plan is. You know, and so, and some people have never even thought about what their game plan is. Like, what it, you know, what's your, and we've had people, I'm going to refi and they're refining into a 30 year mortgage and we're like, and you're going to stay in this house is what they're thinking. We're like, so does it really make sense to keep it at 30 years? Are you going to be working? You know, you're you're 40. Do you really want to be still paying this mortgage at that time? Does that really make sense? So every every situation is different. Like I said, that's why we're here. We have a very consultative approach, um, not a sales approach. And our goal is to try and help connect you to the right parties as well so that you can make a good plan for your future, for your life, not just a quick here and now type of situation. Well said. You got a home of the week. I do. Um, 940 Francis Scott Key Highway in Keymar, Maryland. Um, this one is listed for $365,000. Um, it's a beautiful four-bed, one-bath Victorian home, great with its inviting wraparound porch. Um, the interior has a warm and welcoming feeling with beautiful original chestnut woodwork throughout uh, the gleaming 100-year-old heart pine floors. Little bit of uh, high ceilings, large windows make up the rooms. They make them feel spacious and airy. Unique touches such as a turret, built-in china cabinet, pocket doors. Um, they add a little bit of interest in that old-world charm. Dual staircases lead to the upper level. 
which hosts four bedrooms, all generous in size, and a full bath. From that floor, step out into the sleeping porch with uh, where you can have a cool drink or read your favorite book. A little bit of nice stuff out there. Ample storage and po- uh, possibilities to wait in the finished walk-up attic. Situated on a nice level lot that backs the trees. Sprawling rear yard can be enjoyed year-round. Recent updates include a new roof, well pump, electric panel box, um, and new basement and attic windows. The front porch was just freshly painted. New gravel laid in the driveway. Uh, it provides a close-knit community feel and offering the convenient access to Frederick, Westminster, Thermont, and Hanover. This stately home will surely provide you years of enjoyment. If you want to see photos, go to WFRE.com. Look up Tom and Jay's Real Estate Podcast. If you like what you see, click on the Schedule a Showing button there, and one of our agents will reach out to you and get you a private tour of this great home. I'm Tom Whalen. I'm Jay Day. Of Jay Day and the Day Home Team of Real Estate Teams with our weekly real estate podcast. Next week, I'll ask Jay, what is a pocket door? Thank you for listening, and tell your friends all about it.